Welcome to Beers in the Sheds, a podcast where we talk about all things sport, beer, some random banter, and basically all those things you talk about with your mates over a couple of beers in the sheds after the game. I'm your host, Josh Donahoe, and I'm joined by my good mate each week, Daniel Friend. I'm based on the sunny coast in Queensland, and Friendy is based on the central coast of New South Wales. He'll be talking NRL, I'll be talking AFL, pretending we're experts in both, and talking about a whole lot of other stuff in between. I hope you enjoy the show. G'day, Josh. How are you, mate? After Anzac Day. Morning, Friendy. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm good. It's... uh... What are we? Thursday morning record this Thursday, week. Yeah. Mixing it up, mixing up a little. No, no, I'm good. I had a good, uh, good weekend and uh, a good Anzac day. So, uh, how about you? I'm real, mate. Yeah, my Anzac day was a little bit print beer. Uh, didn't do too much. We, we, yeah, sadly didn't get to a dawn service and actually went and went to the movies. Watched our air, um, Michael Jordan sort of shoe movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, is it good? Mate, it's unreal. Yeah, it's it's a very American feel good sort of um, we're the best kind of thing. But yeah, it's uh, I enjoyed it. It was really good. It's a, it's a cool story. It's um yeah, the guy basically risks everything, and and the owner Wayne Knight he, he probably does too. So um, yeah, really cool, good story. Awesome. No, it's on my hit list. I was a little more traditional. We did um we did get up pretty blowy, windy morning for, for yep. dawn service and then wandered down to a brewery for a bit of two-up and, okay. yeah, had a really good day. I yeah. saw you with a spinner at one point. How'd you go? I was, yeah. Oh, geez, the pressure. The yeah. spin was, you know, wasn't classed high enough and then you've got the hecklers on your back. So yeah. uh, I, I, I improved from there, but, geez, she's a, yeah. she's a tough place to be in the ring. So uh, I yeah. did all right, threw a few heads and uh, heads for the win for me. Yeah, nice. Was it two coins or three? Three coins, actually, yeah, three coins. But they also had sandbags around the outside, and whilst that looked super cool, it also led to a few little coins on an angle, not quite falling flat. Yeah, you've got to have the timber. You've got to have the square timber edge, I reckon. That's absolutely. I remember the uh, junior cricket days. We'd toss the coin on a rough outfield, and they'd sort of stand up halfway, and we'd better do that again. So similar to that. Yeah, you don't want any kind of confusion. It just gets the crowd riled up. So, uh, but it it was good fun. All all in. uh, all in good fun and uh, good spirit down at the brewery. So, yeah, it was good fun. Lovely. We're betting. Uh, well, yeah, let's let's crack on for the sport. There's plenty of sport on uh, these kind of longer weekends and Anzac Day games. So give us That's a little wrap-up from, what, what are we, week eight from the NRL? Yeah, round eight in the NRL. It's flying along. It'll be magic round soon, up, up sort of your way. Uh, mate, the, the Rabbitohs had an amazing last-minute win over Penrith, which was – yeah, crazy. They were down, I think, eight points or ten points even with seven minutes left. Uh, come back home strong and Latrell Mitchell sort of, um, yeah, weaved his magic and they had a good win there. So knocked off the high-flying Panthers. Broncos stay atop of the ladder. They beat the Eels up in Darwin, which is a weird place to take a Queensland team by the Eels. Um, the Dolphins, that was amazing. They were down 26 nil to the Titans, and they won 28-56. That's crazy, hey? They're, Did you watch that? They're definitely earning their stripes for a team that's got a bit of oh. uh, bit of fuel in the tank to come back. Yeah. Did you watch that by any chance? No, I didn't watch it, mate, but I did see that scoreline. Robert Jennings was on the left wing, and they were a, a try behind or, or close to it, and they're coming home with a wet sail, obviously. 
had all the momentum and they've shifted it out to the left wing. Robert Jennings, with no one from either side within about 10 metres of him, falls over about two metres from the line, could quite easily stand up, put the ball down, didn't, thought he was tackled somehow, even though he fell over with no one near him, and then he got tackled and his teammates are just there going, pass us the ball or, or stand up and score. <laughs> it was a great blooper. It's one of the best bomb trials I've ever seen. So um, have a look at it if you haven't seen it. It was quite funny. And the two Anzac Day games, they were absolute crackers. The Roosters got away to an early lead over the Dragons, and Dragons came home as well. Roosters ended up winning by a a, uh, Luke Keary field goal, which was good. And the Warriors jumped out to a lead against Melbourne. They looked like they were the dominant team for most of the game, but injuries just crueled them. They ended up with no one on the bench and a sin bin for the last sort of 20 minutes or so there. So copping a sin bin and then having no one on the bench, it was just too hard to hold the storm out after that. So, yeah, but uh, another good round. Um, Yeah, impressive from some sides and not so impressive from others. Two rounds that game. I think I asked you last week, how long have they been running that second game? Do you know? Is it a a tradition now? Yeah, it is. At a guess, four years, five years, something like that. Uh, But... It's a bit odd. So for our um, New Zealand listeners, um, which we have many, um, <laughs> they they start the game at, uh, I think it's 7 o'clock here, which is 9 o'clock in New Zealand on Anzac Day. So I feel like maybe they've got to change something there. I don't know. I know why they do it because it's in Melbourne and they the AFL's on during the day. So they want to get some sort of crowd there um, in the nighttime. But... Maybe they've got to work something out there. I saw a few people on Twitter from New Zealand sort of, I don't know, having a little whinge about that. So, yeah, maybe that's something they could change. That's definitely a late start. Uh, So how would you end up with tips, mate? What did you you pick? Tips this week, mate. I've got the Sharks to beat the Cowboys tonight. Um, And then the, I guess it's the second Beers in the Sheds Cup. Uh, The Eels will (laughs) maybe take out my Knights, I think. Uh, South Sydney. Who won that one last year? I think. Oh, I'd say para, mate. Uh, yeah, yeah okay. it's been good for a while. So you guys are the holders, the, the mug holders. Right. Um, South Sydney, I think they'll beat an undermanned Brisbane in what I think will be game of the round. Uh, Dolphins should, I think they should be favourites. For some reason, Raiders are favourites. They're playing Wagga Wagga, but yeah, I'll be tipping the Dolphins. Manly at home to the Titans, I've got to take them, even though I don't think Tom Trebojevic will play. Panthers should beat the Tigers, even if they rest a few players like they're talking about. Roosters, I just have to tip them against the Warriors. If the Warriors were full strength, I'd really be tempted to tip the Warriors, but I'll take the Chooks over there. And the Dragons to knock off the Dogs with the spine the Dogs have named. I just cannot see where their points are coming from. So I have to tip the Dragons. Um, and, and that's me for this week, mate. Last week I was six out of eight. Uh, my Knights cost Jeez, that's, that's- that's one of your better rounds, isn't it? Six out of eight? Yeah, two in a row, mate. Two weeks in a row, six out of eight. Getting that average back up to five, um, around how five. You, how are you looking in your tipping comp? Yeah, not too bad. Well, in the school one where we had to fill out the booklet, I tipped blind for this week because we're on holidays, and I got seven because I actually took the Cowboys to beat Newcastle a few weeks ago, but um, got that wrong when I, yeah, I don't know, used my head. Maybe I should just tip in in front. Um yeah, AFL mate, how was that uh, this round? Yeah, look, it was another um, like not too many surprises this week, I, I guess, but um, lots of good footy, that's for sure. Um, and look, the exception to what I just said then, 
um, is most definitely uh, the Swans and the Cats game. It was uh, it was a replay of the grand final last year, and it literally was a replay of the grand final last year. Yeah. Um, Cats just took them to task. Uh, they were, I think, they were the youngest Swans team fielded in quite a while, and quite a few injuries. Not going to use that as excuses. And Cats seem to have found their rhythm, um, as they often do. They start a bit slow and just you know come home strong at the end of the season. It looks like they've just started to to turn it on. So they destroyed. The Swans, it was very hard to watch, so I didn't watch too much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, look, Anzac Day Clash was an absolute highlight. So I think there were 98,000 fans uh, present, which is you know not uncommon for the big Anzac Day Clash, but a cracking game uh, and the Pies coming from behind to win. So mm. uh, the Bombers led most of the match. Uh, and then I think the Pies kicked seven unanswered in the last quarter to, to come home strong. So cracking Anzac Day game, living up to the, uh, to the moment. Uh, and I guess if we look at the the top of the ladder now, I'm trying to see a little bit of a trend. So um, the Saints are, are doing really well and the Pies, obviously. So they're both on the top of the ladder with one loss each. Swans have now dropped out of the eight. Uh, the Cats have clawed above them. Uh, and they're funnily enough, they're, they're three and two now. So, um, uh, no, sorry, two and three. So they've, they've had a couple of wins, but um, uh, they've come off the back of those sort of three losses at the start. And they're only one win out of the eight. Yeah. So lots of lots happening on the table. I had a bit more of a look at it this week than I have uh, in the last couple to see what was happening down the bottom of the ladder. Uh, Hawks and and West Coast are looking pretty ordinary, and uh, rightly so with one win. They're down the bottom, and the Kangas, who were probably tipped to be last, are actually fourth from bottom. So uh, yeah, just interesting seeing where these teams are starting to fall after a few rounds and what needs to be done to get finals footy. But uh, look, we're a long way out, but it's uh, it definitely was another good round of footy. Yeah, Swans. Look, Swans, unfortunately, like I said, had a few players out. I think they're really, really hoping for Buddy, uh, Rampy, and McCartan to get back this week to just add a bit of strength and uh, a bit of experience back to the squad. Uh, so that's going to be really important for them, I think, this week. I think they've got the Giants at home for the Sydney Sydney Derby. So, um, yeah, not not a great outing for the Swans, but hopefully with a few players back, that might change. Yeah, and the I, I, for some reason, I flicked on the telly uh, when the Hawks have been leading and then they end up losing so they've yeah, happened a few times yeah look they've got a really young team too and they're 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 fast and they're they've got a little bit of um like a bit of energy at the start of the game and, and look all right but they definitely fail off and, and fade yeah. away so they got a lot of work to do this year and west coast have got lots of injuries too so those two might actually scrap it out for for wooden spoon this year yeah okay how are you looking for tips this week mate how'd you go last week and what do you got here uh, last week, seven out of nine. So Swans Beautiful. again let me down, but uh, I'm still fairly happy with with a seven. Yep. Uh, this week, I uh, the first game of the round is Saints versus Port. I think Saints will just continue winning on there. The Saturday games, uh, we're looking at the Lions at home, too good for Frio. Swans and Giants, which is always a good game, but uh, at the SCG, look, it's going to be a close one. I, I want to confidently tip the Swans, but I'm going to unconfidently <laughs> tip the Swans. So we'll see how that goes. Um, uh, the Bulldogs are playing the Hawks. Uh, Dogs are starting to play really well. So, uh, look, they've been a bit patchy on and off, but they're going to be way too good for the Hawks. Uh, Melbourne versus North. Uh, Melbourne will be way too good. Uh, West Coast are at home and hosting Carlton. I think Carlton might get up over there, just considering their woes at the moment, uh, the Eagles. Uh, And then on the Sunday games, we've got the Bombers versus the Cats. Definitely going to be my match of the round at the G. Uh, Essendon... I know they went down against the Saints, but uh, sorry, against the Pies, but they're looking good. 
and the Cats have just started to turn it on. So I think that's going to be a really good, really good match on Sunday, Arvo. Mm. Uh, the Tigers are hosting the Suns. The Tigers will be too good there. Uh, and Collingwood will head over to Adelaide to play the Crows. And I think they'll get up there as well. So um, some exciting matchups and footy's, footy's looking good and a bit of pressure on teams to hold the top of the table or get into the eight starting to creep in. So should be some good footy. Love it, mate. That's awesome. Um, after we've done our two footy wraps, we always get into obscure sport, one of our favourite segments. Normally it's an obscure sport or some sort of obscure sports news. This week it's sort of inspired by a young guy who ran at the national, I guess, athletics championships, 15 years old, and he broke the 18 years record for the 200 metres. I think he ran 20.83. To put that in perspective, Usain Bolt at that age ran, I think, 20.43 when he was about 17. So this kid's pretty fast. Is this an Aussie, this this is an Aussie kid? This is an Aussie kid. Um, a different sort of background. I think it might be Sudanese. His name is Gout Gout. So this week we've decided to get into obscure sporting names. Now, we're not poking fun at anyone here. We just think it's, uh, I don't know, like a little bit different. Um, and Gout Gout is certainly, yeah, one of the better sporting names. Some of the comments were, um, imagine how fast he'd run if he didn't have gout. Um, that's like me on a Sunday morning. Lots of different things. Yeah, does it mean something else, do you think? Like, is it like John, know. John? And maybe, maybe, yeah. That, that's probably um, something I should look into. Uh, but, yeah, Gout Gout sort of inspired this. So some of the other ones over the years, swimming, we have Misty Hyman. Um, Misty which, Hyman's a that, – that's a classic. That, that, that's yeah. been a, a much joked about name for quite a while. I think she – um, she won gold, didn't she? And she beat yeah. Susie O'Neill. So Aussies were like, damn it, who is this Misty Hyman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you've got a couple here, basketball, God's gift. Yeah. Your- yeah. Hey. Well, he's actually, he's a Nigerian, I think, playing in Australia. But um, yeah. I think a lot of um, a lot of Nigerian and a lot of different um, players with different backgrounds get, I mean, that was the name he was christened with, God's gift. Yeah. Your, uh, whereas someone like uh, Meta World Peace yeah. has changed his name in the course of his career. I can't even remember what his original name was now. It's been that long. Yeah. So there's, there's some other crackers there. I didn't want to throw them all out because we're going to, we're going to bring in some uh, week after week. I found a great one in motor racing. Yeah. I called Dick, Dick trickle. Yeah. Uh, I think there's going to be plenty of play on names with, with, with sportsmen starting with their shortened Richard to Dick. So yeah, Dick trickle yeah. was a, a NASCAR racer and I found this photo of him. He's literally stepped out of the NASCAR. He's just smoking a big durry with his Miller light. <laughs> jersey on so i think he was a bit of a bit of a character how good yeah well nrl sort of more in our world peter peters is probably one of his more odd ones the yeah. double barrel name's a bit of a cracker isn't it maybe we should look up yeah. some other double barrelers and and yep. and bring them into the mix because there's plenty of them and i always wonder what parents were thinking with uh, what are they thinking the double barrel yeah like michael Michaels. must be a nod must be <laughs> must be a nod to a a dad or a granddad or a family member or something, right? Because it's, uh, it's an unusual yeah. thing to do. Do you remember that year we went to our uh, we went to Shoal Bay in the, or Anna Bay in the season trip, and uh, you, myself, and uh, our good mate Troy Spicer, who will be up your way today. Shout out to Spice, and we were rocking around the club as Nelson Bay, Peter Sham, and uh, oh, Raymond Terrace. 
Ryman Terrace. Every, everyone loves Ryman Terrace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the last uh, one we had here was um, Danger Four Pence in the soccer. Uh, I, don't know, I know that one. Where where from? No, uh, yeah, I, I'm not too sure. One of the northern clubs, I'm pretty sure, in the the championship. So not so much the EPL, but um, yeah, Danger Fourpence. Quite a mouthful too. So that's our obscure sport. We might whack out some more names over the next few weeks. There's some funny ones. Uh, please write on the socials or, or get in touch with us if you have some good ones. Yeah, there is send one, in you. Yeah, there there is one. I don't know if I should. Uh, I'm, his name is Rusty, and his last name is K U N T Z. So I'll let you guys, as the listeners, sort it's of. It's a news newsreader's nightmare, right there. Absolutely, yes. So uh, Rusty, but yeah, that's uh, that's obscure sport for this week, mate. And um, awesome. In other codes. I think you had something for me. Is that right? Yeah, look, the ATP rankings uh, have just recently been released, I think in the last week or two. So a um, few little movements on the uh, on the rankings. And uh, I just wondered if you'd been following that. I don't know you're a little bit of a, a tennis fan or if you knew um, who the top five might be. I thought I'd just put you on the spot, see if you can name top five. You don't have to do them in order. But if you can pull off the top five here, I'd be – it's it's gettable. So have yeah. a crack, mate. Who, I reckon who, I who can takes- get – I can. I think I can get three or four. Um, definitely Novak is in there somewhere. Yep, Novak's at number one. Novak, uh, Medvedev, and Medvedev number three is the young bloke that we like. Um, Alcaraz. Yep, Alcaraz is number two. He's only nineteen. He's the youngest in the top five. And the only other one I reckon I could get is Sitsipas. Would be he'd be close. Yep, Sitsipas yep. is at number five. I don't, I don't know that. I, I would guess maybe Zverev or someone, but I don't know the other one. Okay, you did pretty well, mate. Four out of five. Casper Ruud is oh, uh, young, guy. young guy. Is in there at, at number four. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, look, uh, a few other players starting to chip away there, and obviously not having the other big names in there. Um, I'm trying to think where Rafa's dropped down to. Rafa's dropped down to fourteen. Um, but another another question for you, top Aussie. Who is he, and and what spot do you reckon he might be at in that? That list. Top, top Aussie. Demonol? Yep. Oh, I know his last ranking at uh, the Australian Open was about third. I, I don't know. I'll guess like 24. Not bad, mate. 19. 19. Okay. So he's gone He's gone down 55 points. It doesn't. Oh, he's actually stayed. He stayed at 19. So he hasn't, he okay. hasn't moved. So top, good to have a top 20 player. Kyrgios yep. down at uh, 26. And then. If Nick That's just played everything, if Kyrgios if played, he played. like he'd be top ten easy. If he played more, he'd, he'd earn some more points. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, so that's yeah, not bad for any. Your tennis knowledge is pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, I have a um a wealth of knowledge of things I don't need to know. Um, it's <laughs> always sort of been that way. And mate, live golf. That was in Adelaide over the weekend. That looked awesome. Yeah, it looked pretty wild. I think there was a I saw a, some footage of a hole in one on the. Uh, Yep, the watering hole—is that what they call yep. it? The watering yeah. hole where everyone just gets on the beers. Yep. And uh, sure enough, they got a hole in one on that hole, and yep. things went mental. Yeah, they did. Yeah, Chase Kepka, so uh, Brooks's brother. I think uh, they—the last day—I think they bumped the tees forward a little bit on that hole, so they were only hitting nine irons wedges in. So that's why they were basically darting them in there, and it was probably 
fair, not not likely, but the percentages certainly went up on that last day for a hole in one. So well done to them, and it yeah, it, it looked really cool. Music blaring. Yeah, definitely looks like fun. Another another good job, Adelaide hosting some golf. Yeah, they're on fire, mate. Speaking of the watering hole, if we we're going to have a beer or brewery of the, I guess the watering hole, what, what would that be, mate? What do you got for us this week for brewery of the week? Yeah, look, coming into cool climates, I sort of took that that approach last week too, but I've gone back to yep. a local beer um, that's a little less hop forward. I know you're, you know, not necessarily big on those big hoppy, fruity kind of flavors and aromas, but um, this beer is called Davy's Irish Red, yep. so it's a uh, it, it, it's more of a malt forward beer, so you get a little bit of sweetness in there, a little bit of bitterness still, but not too much of that big sort of fruity, hoppy flavor aroma. But uh, Davy is a local brewer. And it's his Irish Red, hence the name Davy's Irish Red. Uh, and he is now the brewer at Sunshine Brewery. So a little shout out to Sunshine, Craig and Daryl, the owners there, and Davy, who's a, an awesome, awesome local brewer who's been around the traps for a while. Uh, yep. Classic cool weather beer, that one. Unreal, mate. Yeah, I um, I'd like to dabble more in the things you sort of point me in the direction of. It's just hard, a little bit soft in my well life. that. That one's a little harder to get your hands on. Definitely more localized. Uh, yeah. A couple of them that I've mentioned in the past, I'll, I'll let you know if you can get it from the from Uncle Dan's. But uh, yep. but these guys are a little bit more localized, so you have got to get it from the tap room. Uh, might take our mates uh, Troy and Brian who are up here this, this week to go visit a few of our local breweries while they're in town. Yep, yeah, for sure. You should um, whack this podcast on in the car when you pick them up the Savo, mate. <laughs> See if they recognize the voices. That's it. Uh, all right, so ale or bale is uh, definitely one of our more fun segments, but getting more challenging for us to pick up, you know, who who we want to have a beer or who we're going to have mm. a bale on, and we try to keep it uh, relevant to, to news, but what we've done is kept it relevant to that little tennis chat we had. So uh, plenty of tennis villains over the over the years, and, and I've heard a few people talk about Medvedev possibly being the new villain. He's pretty cranky, always looks like. He's got the shits with the umps and, and other players. So he's he's maybe taking on that that persona. But the ultimate tennis villain was definitely the super brat, John McEnroe. So um, love to love to blow up, love to break a racket, love to storm off. Um, but he also won seven Grand Slam titles, singles. And another stat I just read that he was the only, I think still the only male to hold the number one ranking in singles and doubles at the same time. Yeah, wow, that's impressive. So he he did love his doubles, which meant he played a lot of tennis. He would have played yep. the singles and the doubles at each tournament. So that's a big um, that's a big achievement. So he was a legendary tennis player, but just yep. a loose unit. Yep. Yeah. What do you uh, reckon, mate? I'm I'm having a an ale with him, uh, and maybe even have a little hit with the wooden rackets. I reckon uh, <laughs> the ones that he used to use and break and get the you cannot be serious out. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely have an hour with him. I actually think he's a brilliant commentator. I think he's really good. He, he is very good, but yeah, he was the he was the wooden racket classic. Yeah, he kicked off in the late seventies, so yeah, definitely still wooden rackets. And um, uh, he was born another weird stat. He was actually born in West Germany. Wow. Okay. Maybe that's why he was angry. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, what are you saying? We don't want to. We don't want to piss off our German listeners. <laughs> yep, yep. We don't we don't think you're angry at all. I'm gonna have a beer with him too. I reckon he'd be a, a cracker. He'd have some great stories, yeah. and like you say, he's still a really interesting commentator. So I figure you can you can talk tennis and 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 talk shop as a commentator. You'd be pretty good to have a beer with. So I'm having an ale with with Super Mac, Super Brat. Yep, absolutely, oh, no. mate. 
I'm with you. And maybe to get over there, we're going to need some cash. So we're probably going to have to win. Oh, we're going, we're going to him, are we? Okay. I think, I oh, just... yeah, maybe he can come to us. Yeah. Australian Open. It's not yeah, miles that's away. True. That's true. That's true. You get Jim Courier there too. Uh, mate, bet of the week. Um, last week, you went bang again. Is that three weeks in a row? Uh, might be three, might be two, but yeah, looking, I had another little, um, multi on just with two, two teams, which, uh, which came up. So just chipping away at the account and building it back up. Yeah. You're so you carrying, mate, I, I backed Tycoon and Evie each way, Hawkesbury race eight, number four, and it ran fourth by a total margin of 1.1 lengths. It's come fourth from, so it's only 1.1 length off the winner. The winner won by probably a, I don't know, half a length, and everything else from there was just in front of me. So it was a tight race. It loomed. It it got crunched in from eleven dollars into six fifty when it jumped. So I thought I'm on here, uh, and I was not on. Must have been your five each way that did that too, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's that's definitely it. Yeah. So this week, mate, I've just gone tonight in the footy. I've gone uh, sharks one to twelve. There's a little bit of rain around. Uh, Sharks one to twelve into. Ronaldo Mulatalo to score on the left wing. Uh, that'll get you four dollars thirty-three. How about you, mate? Uh, I'm going to stick with multis. So I've got three AFL teams to get up: the Saints, the Pies, and the Cats. It's not a big one, but that'll get you three seventy. So um, I think both all those teams are uh, a pretty good chance. So I just thought I'd dial it back in. Um, right. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, well, now, look, the- usually at this time, sorry, what's that? I just said it looks like I've moved that into the winner's column already. Um, so there you go. There's no sure thing. Always bet responsibly. Responsible. What? What's the other saying I've seen, the, the betting thing? What else could you be buying? What else yeah. could you be spending that on? I think you that's are going other. to lose. It's like, yeah, I you know. are going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, usually at this time we talk about peer pressure uh, or Pixie as she's known, which is a, a horse I've got a very small percentage in with some good mates. Um, look, Probably won't have any updates for a while, and I'll probably just yeah. you know round that up. But she's um she's having a spell in the paddock. But I might post a photo. She's out there grazing at Ella Long Farms, yeah. which is out near Cessnock, chilling. But uh, we might find another sporting interest watch to uh, to fill in as of as of next week. If you've got any suggestions out there, listeners, uh, let us know. Yeah, cool. Maybe we get Gout Gout watch. Gout Gout, just watch what Gout Gout's up to. Yeah, going places with times like that. What a that's, yeah, he's. That's, Ridiculously quick. He's the real deal. He's yeah, fifteen years old. I'll have to look up his background. I, I do think it is Sudanese, uh, but he is fast. He makes fast people look not fast. Um, he's very good quick. to have good Aussie sprinters. We don't get too many of them. Yeah, that's it. All right, mate. That probably wraps us up for the week. Uh, thanks for joining me, and thanks for listening in, everyone. Uh, tell your mates, pass it on, share it, let them know that we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those other streaming platforms. Absolutely. Social media, get onto us, guys, if you want someone for ale or bale or someone we can follow. And maybe it's a young sportsman of some description, a sportswoman. Um, yeah, we'll get around them and, and have a watch of them each week. So thanks, mate. Sounds good, guys. Uh, and wherever you are this weekend, enjoy your beers in the sheds. Nice one, buddy.